Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Jason Longshore, Atlanta United analyst, uh, Hawks uh, podcaster, and more is brought to you by, or he, not is he, is brought to you by Duncan's Cold Brew featuring cold foam. And he joins us uh, as he does every week on the WaitFord.com hotline. And WaitFord is Atlanta's Ford dealer. Hey, Jason. Good morning, guys. Jason, how you doing today, man? Doing good. How about you, Hugh? Not too bad, not too bad. So, Jason, you know, we're, we're not in CONCACAF anymore. But what do you say to those people, John Freaky, that feel like the CONCACAF is not that big a deal? It's a big deal. Um, this was a weird one because of the way you got in, because you didn't have an open cup last year, and you, you kind of get a little bit of a bonus slot. Welcome to coronavirus times. There's going to be a lot of things we look back at that are weird and we try to explain to people, well, you had a whole bunch of extra teams in the playoffs in this league because of COVID. You know, you had the Atlanta United side in CONCACAF because of COVID. It's, it's weird stuff. Um, it's disappointing because it was an opportunity against a team in Philadelphia that you can beat. You didn't. They took care of business after you had a great first half last week. Um, the second leg, to me, I mean, they played well. You're always running uphill when the other team's got a 3-0 lead. They can be a little more careful about how much they commit forward, so it limits the opportunities you have. You got that goal before halftime from Santiago Sosa, which I, I think opened a door, and you weren't able to, to kick it down early in the second half to make a game of it. Mm-hmm. The fight was good. The effort was good. Overall, you couldn't overcome the mistakes you made after conceding a goal on a set piece in like one. Uh, Jason Longshore, uh, who, of course, uh, not only is an Atlanta United analyst, but also uh, two uh, very popular podcasts in uh, the No Swag Shop. We'll talk about that with the Atlanta Hawks coming up in just a moment with him. And, uh, and of course, uh, the ever-popular stoppage time that he does. Uh, on Atlanta United. I did, just for a little bit of clarity, yeah, you know, he's giving me a little bit of the business. It's not that I don't think that the CCL is important, Jason. Uh, I just This is just me personally. Uh, I don't care about the CCL. I don't care about the U.S. Open Cup. I don't care about the Campionos Cup. I know Atlanta United does. I know that Arthur Blank does and Darren Neal's does. I get it. I, I just as a fan, I'm not throwing a parade for any of those. You, you win the care, MLS John. Cup, I'm throwing a parade. You need to care. Yeah, you know, it changes, and this is something that, you know, Manchester City has, has gone through here recently where, you know, up until maybe the last decade, it was win the league. Win the league. We don't care about anything else. Win the league. We haven't won the league very much. Win the league. Then they won the league a few times. They, they won the English Premier League, and it's like, okay, now we want the Champions League. Now we really want the Champions League because we've never had it. Now they're in the final for the first time. So I think it changes over time. Um, in, in just in the big picture of things, winning CONCACAF would be a huge step for the league because they're trying to be on the same footing with Liga MX, and I think they are on the business side. They're not in the competitive side, and, and that's got to change because I don't think the talent gap is that big that we should see Mexican teams beating MLS teams as regularly as they do. Also, you win CONCACAF Champions League, you get into the Club World Cup, and then you get competitive games against big teams worldwide. And we saw what Tigres did from Mexico last year, getting to the final and having a a big competitive world final. Those are things that you can get by winning CCL, but it just takes time for the importance to grow. 
Yeah, no, and, and I get that. And it, there may be a time, you know, five, ten years from now, I'm going, hey, we got to, you know, and, but at the moment, I guess I'm just stuck on that. Uh, sure, no, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. You know, that's that's all. I, I do want to, to uh, as we get ready for United to, to get back into MLS play, though, I do want to go because the hot stuff is right now is the Hawks. And you got the no swag shop going. Uh, and I want to talk to you about the Hawks, what you're seeing on the court. I mean, last night, that was, you could sit here and tell me, look, Phoenix ran out of gas. and the, Okay, so what, even if they did, you you just, you you throttled up and made them go away. I mean, you ran them off the court last night. And I think it served notice that I think there were some people in the NBA who said, oh, that was a nice win you had against Milwaukee. Oh, that was a nice win you had against Portland. I think last night there were some people in the NBA who went, oh, okay. Uh, all right, well, okay. That's kind of, I think, uh, you know, an attention grabber by the Atlanta Hawks, seems to me. Yeah, it opened up some eyes for sure. It has to. Um, it, it is true Phoenix is coming off of a back-to-back. That's going to have an impact late, but I think you'd already started to put the game away. You know, comparing it to Atlanta United is actually really interesting at the moment because what were both teams struggling with earlier, and Atlanta United season is very young, but they're still in this phase, they weren't converting. You know, the Hawks weren't hitting shots. Atlanta United's created chances, they're not finishing. What's changed for the Hawks? They're making their shots. You know, I mean, it's it's not this dramatic thing. The ball movement is better, so they're maybe getting better looks. Uh, the defense got much better in the second half last night. you got to give Nate McMillan and his staff a lot of credit for adjustments there. But the biggest difference is you're making shots. And when you start making shots, you change games. You put the other team under pressure. They've got to keep up with what you're producing. And it changes the way the game flows. And that's where the Hawks are right now. If they shoot like they're capable of, they're going to be an incredibly tough out in the postseason. Yeah, there's no question about that. But right, real quick, Jason, hate to be that guy that that's a buzzkill. But I want to ask about Joseph because John, you know, yep. we jumped to to basketball. But no, right, right. <laughs> no, my, I know John. I know you're excited. I'll let you get that. But uh, is Joseph looking a little slow to you right now? I mean, you know, is he is, does he look like he's a little slow to form right now for you? Form, yeah, and that, that's where my head is. Uh, there were two really well delivered crosses for him against Philly on Tuesday night that I thought he mistimed um, jumped late in both of those. And, and they were ones that, you know, when you've seen him play as long as we have here in Atlanta, you know, what types of crosses you usually see him go up, head it on, get the goal. Mm-hmm. There were two that I kind of got that buzz from like, okay, he's going to get a, a good chance here and he didn't get his head on it. And it looked like he was late reacting to it. And that's what I've seen a a decent bit. Just late reactions, and and some of that is down to rust. You've got to play through it. Goalkeepers are or goal scorers are also streaky. Mm -hmm. And he's right now in a bad streak because I think he's probably getting frustrated. He's probably questioning, you know, every movement he makes on the field. It's not coming free. He's not playing, you know, following his instinct, and he's got to get back to that. It's hard to unlock it, but he's got to get back to that because I just feel like he's a step off right now. Yeah, and and once he does, I think, you know, he gets a couple going for him. Uh, You know, you you get lucky maybe on one, and then another one you you get that's really you, uh, and then all of a sudden, yeah, I think he'll be back on, uh, you know, all those instincts, as you say, will kick in. Uh, t- since uh, Hugh went back to soccer, real quick on on the game against Inter-Miami, what do you expect? 
Uh, Miami is a better team. Uh, I still think they have some defensive issues, although they're better out wide now, and they're getting good performances from Leandro Gonzalez-Pirez and Nicholas Figal and, and Ryan Shawcross. Goalkeeper still a little bit of a question. They, they've got a great goal scorer in Iguain up top, and his older brother, Federico, is playing in the midfield and has been very good. They have to limit his minutes a little bit. I think where you look at Miami and you compare it to what we saw in Philadelphia, you're going to be able to play centrally a little bit more. They don't play four central midfielders. You're going to be able to play through the middle a little bit more. And I think what you'd love to see is Santiago Sosa continue to put his stamp on games. He's been Atlanta United's best player thus far. He had the great goal against Philadelphia. Where you can free him up to get forward a little bit more, pick his spots to join the attacking half, he can change games for you with his passing and also with his ability to defend high up the field, too. I, I think you want to get him going. This feels like a game where you might be able to get him a little bit further up the field to impact the team in the attacking half. All right, back to the team that's a buzz in town right now, and that's the Hawks. I mean, they are the big buzz in the city, and uh, rightfully so here. Uh, I want to ask you the question that we've been asking all the uh, all the fans this morning that we're asking on our on our Twitter, Jason. You know, besides Trey, and maybe if you want to say besides Clint, who's got to be that guy? If this team is going to have that uh, that moment in the playoffs where they go kind of whatever that next level is for them, we all have, you know do kind of you know maybe we have different ideas of what the next level is. Who's got to be that guy that really steps up in this postseason for them? Yeah, we went round and round about this on the No Swag Shop last week on uh, Facebook.com slash 99thegame about what that big three is for the Hawks. We were talking big picture going forward. Right now, it's got to be John Collins. Now, big picture, does that become DeAndre Hunter over time? And is it Hunter, Capella, and Trey? Don't know. People had a, a very split opinion on that on our show last week. It was, it was pretty fascinating to see. But right now, without Hunter and... I don't know what you can really count on him going forward for the rest of this season. It's got to be John Collins. That that trio can carry you in the postseason if you get the shooting from others. I mean, last night, I think the most impressive thing about the Hawks' win is nobody had more than 20 points. You know, I mean, you, it was spread out. You had a bunch of scorers last night. You can get that with this group, but those three, Capella, Collins, and Trey, they're going to have to be the ones that lead it. Uh, Jason, where can the uh, fans catch the podcast? Facebook.com slash 99thegame. If you're not a Facebook person, if you don't have the account, that's completely fine. You just go directly to Facebook.com slash 929thegame. And today, no swag shop at 2 o'clock. You can go back early and watch stoppage time from yesterday at 2 o'clock. Stoppage time's Wednesdays. No swag shop is Thursdays, both at 2 o'clock. Facebook.com slash 929thegame. All right, Jason, as always, do appreciate it. Thanks much, Bob. You the man, Jason. Appreciate it, y'all. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.